0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Ask anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel León, Mosher's Director of Personnel. We're glad you're with us for another episode of Ask anything And today you'll listen to Mosher's VP of Data Analytics, Sean McAdams, and the Director of Strategy for Data Analytics, Warren Sefrey. They're going to be talking about new senior leadership roles in the IT space that have started popping out in the last few years and their distinction within the IT space. Without further ado, here are Sean McAdams and Warren Seifert.
1: Well, thanks, On Hill. Warren, it's good to see you again in this type of setting. So we got to do these a lot last year, and this is our first one at least together for 2022. Um, so today we're going to be talking about, you know, some roles, uh, some senior leadership roles in the IT space that we've seen come about. Um, over the past few years, some kind of distinctions between us. So we're gonna talk about a chief information officer, uh, a chief data officer, a chief analytics officer. Um, what are the responsibilities with the, these roles? Um, w- why do these two new ones kind of exist now over the, over the past couple of years? And then maybe some ways we can help in the future. So it's a lot to tackle uh, to get started. Um, but today, what would you say is the primary role in most organizations for a CIO, for a chief information officer?
2: CIOs have classically been given the task of dealing with anything computer-related, technology-related in some, some, some flavor, right? Whether it be your uh, desktop support, IT support, servers, cloud, security, right? Right. Um, all of those pieces, infrastructure, network, right? They're 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 usually given the task of hey, you know anything that information flows through, any device, any operational system that manages and has any kind of information through it, there is a sense of responsibility and and um, I would say almost shared ownership between that individual leader. And the subordinates, and maybe some 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 peers along the lines, like the CTO, sort to mm-hmm. speak, right? Yep. Um, so they've they've inherited all this all this additional infrastructure and and support, which leads to all the the data that's that's throughout there, right? Mm-hmm. And they've, cl- they've been asked to, hey, you also need to keep track of all your data and all the governance and all the compliance that goes into that, all the security. Right. Oh, and then you also have to manage all of the BI and analytics, how the data is used, how it's shared, how our partnerships with other organizations that we're doing business with and as um, adhere to that compliance. So there's a lot that goes into
1: this role of a CIO. Yeah, and, and I think a good portion of them we get to talk to them quite a bit. A good portion of our consultancy work that we do under your uh department within strategy of data and analytics is partnering, you know, with these senior leaders and developing particular strategy. And so, when we're talking with them, half their time is spent spent on the financial aspects of IT assets and vendor relationships. Um alongside managing the day-to-day you know technical direction so over the past couple years uh, because of the amount of responsibility that's on their shoulders we've seen you know organizations create roles um, either as a peer or reporting to a cio that has responsibility within within data or within analytics and the first one that kind of came up was a chief data officer. So what, what, do you, what was the delegation? What was a chief data officer sort of taking over um, from a CIO? What we've seen throughout the years is that the importance of data, the
2: value of data, the power of data, right? Between all of the, the, the idea that uh, with data, I can take action, against or for an organization, whether I'm nefarious, whether I am trying to do something good. So now there's this focus on 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 needing to understand and recognize what is the data that we have? Mm -hmm. How is that being curated? How is it being used? Who's using it? Who has access to it? Where is it going? Where is it coming from? Do we trust where it's going? Do we trust where it's coming from? Do we have all those things in mind, right? You know, are we able to provide as the governance and compliance industry changes and more things are now uh, a little more strict? There's, There's less ambiguity, right? They're, they're getting to be very specific of what is considered to be sensitive data and how it can be used and what your responsibility as an organization is, which is starting to increase the amount of awareness necessary to be able to adhere to those compliance. And, and there's, there's, you know, there, there are... Um, Constraints surrounding that and there are consequences for not doing your due diligence which means the act of ignorance oh I didn't know those days are gone.
1: Yeah and so because data is so important it's such an important to assets within an organization that's being recognized you've seen um, the C-level suite create a person who's now hey you're going to be responsible for how the organization is going to get the most out of these particular data assets. But it was very data-focused. Yes. Right? So you had the CIO, who's obviously over all of the IT assets. Um, there's way too much for this person to do. So let's subset the data assets to the chief data officer, and now they're going to be responsible for all the governance things that, um, that you, you know uh, laid out. Then comes along the CAO. And sometimes it got thrown in with the chief data officer, so you had the chief data and analytics officer, CDAO. Um, but we've seen a lot of organizations create um, a new leadership role that's a peer, right, to uh, a data officer and uh, called the chief analytics officer. Now the focus is switched, and it's not so much on the, on the data from the chief data officer's role, but how you use it. So explain to me a little bit about what the responsibilities are usually for a chief analytics officer. So the CAO traditionally has
2: been given the responsibility, as you mentioned, right? How an organization creates information out of that data, right? right? Are they building an analytical model? Are they building a predictive model? You know, what are we doing from advanced analytics perspective? But I think it goes beyond that. It's not just how it's used, but also... Who's using it? What are the controls around it? Um, What are we, what types of decisions within the organization do we want to allow this data set or that data set to influence those pieces, right? There's a lot of responsibility because, you know, when you only have data and you're letting the business run whatever direction they feel is appropriate with the information they know, Everyone's going to have a different path. Mm-hmm. And when you're asking an organization to start providing some consistent results, a repeatable decision process so that we can leverage some of the newer technologies so that we can have the ability to be able to let someone have a day off or so when someone retires, that, you know, you're able to, to backfill that mindset because it's been recorded and established as this is how we make this type of decision. And I think that decision-making is that interface between the data that the CDO has and the business units that are requesting it. And the CAO sort of orchestrates that, right? They organize that and they ensure that things are in a consistent state to allow that compliance and security to still happen. You can still have the business run at its pace within the constraints that allow us to stay in business, right? All businesses are always one bad decision away from no longer existing or having a really bad day on the PR side. So, you know, we want to avoid those things. How do we put controls around the information that the data is transformed into in that? And that's the role of the CAO.
1: Yeah, they really come in to kind of bridge between technical, with these these data architectures in which all this information exists, and the business, and how they can use it to help you know support their particular decisions. so you know if you're listening in your organization that um you know data doesn't play an important role in, in operations or insights aren't important for a business strategy then maybe these two roles won't provide any value that's probably not very many organizations anymore Most organizations are running off of data, and they want to be able to use anything that they can in order to make uh, better decisions. I also think what you talked about, about consistency in decision-making, is very important um, in organizations to to provide that stability. A lot of times when you see changes at the CEO level, you'll kind of go from, um, polar opposites. You, you bring in a CEO who has a, a, a particular charisma about them. They have certain decisions, and then you usually don't replace them with like the exact same type of individual. You want, you know, a little bit of a different um, perspective and insights. But when you talk about the operational aspects of a business and someone who's been in um, analytics and making particular decisions you don't really see organizations shift that much in those roles because there's a lot of consistency that happens in how they operate and how they run business. I think, I think it's that predictability, especially in the operations side, that
2: gives organizations the opportunity to explore new paths, new avenues of business, new lines of business, and so forth, with a level of confidence that, it's, that, that the risk is managed Right. It's when you don't have those insights, when you don't have that consistency that drives it. And, and I think that, you know, these these two roles, the CDO and CAO, you know, there's there's not every organization is ready for that role. Right. I think there's a maturity model that you go through, right? Just like not every organization has a CIO. Not every organization has a CTO. Yeah. But they all start off somewhere. And there's a, there's a roots that happens that after the responsibility said exceeds a particular layer, and there's a level of risk that's identified because of that overburn, that's when it needs to spin off. And recognizing that as an organization is... It's key, right? Um, because you will find yourself on the wrong side of that equation if you're not compliant. If you do uh, become a little lackadaisical on your on your security or on your ability to have awareness of what your data is going on, and because it's always worked this way, it's always going to be that way. But you know, businesses are there to grow.
1: As you grow, eventually, you're going to need some
2: help expertise.
1: Yeah, I think that an organization has to be far enough along where they've accumulated enough data assets and they've cu- accumulated a need to take those and turn them into information and now it's like we need some leadership within this space. So when I first got into consulting at Mosher in 2015, um, had a really large organization um, who we were implementing a data architecture for that was in Hadoop at the time. And I remember one of the enterprise architects asking, it's like, when do you think our organization is really gonna take analytics seriously? And this is a global company. And I had said, um, the way the organization is structured, you're gonna see them invest in one of these roles, chief data officer, chief analytics officer. Two weeks later, they announce, A new CDAO, they put them together. Um, The gentleman came from uh, another health organization to this organization. And because enough uh, digital, enough data assets have been created, it's like we need some leadership around that. So, yeah, not every organization is in that uh, spot yet. So, for organizations that aren't, Let's let's talk about those first. How can we help those organizations? What are what are some things that we can do where they're not quite ready to pull the trigger on you know spending if they're in the mid market you know maybe one hundred fifty two hundred fifty grand on a person to come in to take this this role you know what are ways that we can help in that maturity toward getting there? I think it's all about awareness, right? We we bring about this
2: this piece where if you're an individual that has this wide breadth of responsibility, at some point that responsibility is going to start weaning. You're going to start losing sight. Or you're going to be working 26 hours a day, finding two hours somewhere, because you're going to need more time to make that happen. And as you find yourself there, right, the next piece challenges organizations that have that level of responsibility is Who do I trust to help guide me into that? Who has the experience? Who has the opportunities to have explored certain options and bring about a methodology that allows us to make sound decisions based on a business strategy of where we wanna go as an organization and how that ties back to me as a CIO, CTO, CFO that's being asked to take on this responsibility because it hasn't been given to anybody else. Wow, how do I know that piece is when you start feeling overwhelmed, start having those conversations. Start bringing in, you know, there are user groups in different communities in different cities all over the place that are focused on CFOs and that transition and CIOs and their transition and what that means. And support groups will help kind of give you that idea that, hey, I think we're reaching that point where we need to bring in some help. What I would recommend is that instead of just hiring somebody willy-nilly, I would say bring in someone to help out initially because the assistance you're getting is going to be the assistance you're going to want from this new individual. So now you have an understanding of the kind of communication, knowledge, the level of decision making, the level of creativity that you're going to need out of that in the individual for your organization and every organization is different.
1: Yeah, and there's a couple ways you can do that, right? Because um, as a consulting company, you can bring in a company like Mosher or another type of consulting company to come in and provide um, the strategic planning, set the strategic priorities, right? You're just delegating that. Hey, I need some help in this particular area. We've seen the emergence of virtual C position. So um, virtual CIO is more commonly talked about than a virtual chief data officer or virtual chief analytics officer, but the same thing would apply. You're going to build a relationship with someone in a, in a part-time way to focus in on um, establishing uh, strategic priorities um, and methods and processes to drive change, maybe supporting vendor relationships. There's a lot of things that you can sort of delegate. So if you're an organization who doesn't have a CIO, isn't ready to uh, go after hiring one, you can always partner with someone to do it virtually or just set those key strategic initiatives. I love the partnership in the virtual model because I think it creates the a longer relationship, right? And you're going to get a lot more value about uh, having someone connected over that period of time, not only formulating the particular strategies, but then overseeing them, even if uh, they have to get help to Im- execute and implement them, but they're, they're going to they're gonna be there for the whole time.
2: Yeah, there, there there's something to be said that the person next to you is going to going to spill the same blood in the same mud right they're going to be in there with you they're going to be in that fight they're going they're in it to win it with you the way you need to do it right and when you find that right partner and you have that that synergy that you start working where you know Everyone's clearly communicating. Everyone understands the roles of delegation, right? And and there's a level of execution that some of these strategies need that may go beyond or in parallel to what an existing organization has. And that's where having a partner, not only can they help you with the strategy part, but they might be able to help with the velocity of execution, mm-hmm. right? And the follow-through and maybe the handoff and you know kind of going through that 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 process of as an you know we're strategizing towards what? I want to become a $50 million company. I want to be a $300 million company. I want to be a company where I'm selling to 10 countries, not just two. I want to diverse and, and take on the task of managing my logistics and having my own logistics branch and installer branch instead of just being a manufacturer, right? So you, having a partner where you're able to kind of throw those ideas around, not whether it makes Business or financial sense, but whether it makes a strategic sense and how to potentially accomplish that, with the uh, with the eye on the prize that you want to grow and sustain it, right? Okay. Organizations grow really quick, and then guess what? They don't have infrastructure to support it, and it collapses just as fast. And that is where having the right uh, right partners, whether it be full-time C-level person standing next to you, or whether it be a consulting firm like Mosher or somebody else that has that expertise within that industry, within that line of business, within that technology stack, and the goals that you're trying to achieve, I think they're all very crucial in being successful in that that transition. And as you grow as an organization, you will recognize organically through that partnership, hey, it's time. It's time to get someone to own this.
1: Yeah, and you can even go a little bit, you know, deeper down from like the virtual CIO into these virtual chief data officer, virtual chief analytics officer, um, and I, I love how you tied those to goals. So as as an organization, I have these particular goals I want to hit. Let's all keep focused in on this, and then what are the strategies? that we can implement to accomplish those goals and then what tactics do we need to follow in order to implement those strategies? And I think that's a basic strategy map technique and it's very, very successful and that's why a lot of organizations um, uh, use it. All right, Warren, so in closing, um, you know we went a little bit into what these roles are. We obviously can kind of dig in one-on-one with people about how we can help them. But let's get to like, like the real first question when is the right time, do you think, for an organization to reach out for assistance um, as they're planning out, not the activities, not these particular roles, but when when should we invest in these roles? I think I think
2: there's two key milestones that usually trigger the 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 awareness that these roles become very important. Right. I think the first one is when there's a massive change in compliance that now all of a sudden your industry has to have a a greater amount of awareness in that data and analytics space, right? You know, let's just say that the medical space was free for all and all of a sudden someone came down with HIPAA. Well, guess what? You now have to have some controls. You need a lot more attention. You need a lot more. So that's one major facet that depending what line of business you're in, if any kind of compliance or government compli- uh, controls come into play, that's probably a good time to bring someone in. I think the other one that comes in is when you're in, at that time of the organization where you have an aggressive push. And this aggressive push is not only increasing the operations or the output, but it's also changing some of the uh, how you use and leverage data, the importance of data, the systems that you're using to track your organizational transactions, and all that combined. When you're on that journey and you're 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 making your way through that, right? We get the opportunity to help organizations usually midway in that process, right? right? Yeah. They need someone to to implement this one piece or that one piece. And then we start having some conversations and we discover that this is the bigger strategy. This is what they're trying to do. When you're in that strategy phase where you're like, hey, you know what? We want to make an aggressive push to do X. And we need technology. We need process. We need data. And more importantly, people to be able to get that done. I think it's, it's a good way to be able to, it's a good time to say, you know what? Let's get someone in here. If nothing else, we bring them in for a couple hours. They tell us we're doing the right thing, and, we walk, and, they, and they walk away. But hopefully they come in bringing something to the table, bringing a new perspective, bringing some fresh ideas, affirming that you're on the right path, and then helping you with that process of what it looks like to implement and to follow through for the next three, five years, right? Because these goals that you're setting hopefully have those types of legs,
1: yeah, I appreciate, Warren, you hanging out again. It's fun to kind of get back into this. Uh, if you are listening, last year, Warren and I went through how to develop a data and analytics strategy. So we did a number of sessions last year, and, and we talked about how you organizationally deliver data and analytic products. Um, definitely uh, love to get back in and to do some more stuff. Uh, I can't wait till we have some more conversations later. Um Adrian and Sarah, uh, a couple weeks ago, while on Asky asking anything, talked about human-centered design. You, you alluded to that a little bit when you talked about chief analytics officer and the yep. importance of connecting with the end user. Um, so definitely, if you're listening, uh, take a listen to that. If you're interested in data and analytics and um, the application of human-centered design, um, appreciate you hanging out. Thank you for the invite. All right. See you guys later.
0: We'd like to thank Sean McAdams and Warren Seifer for joining us this week to talk about these new senior leadership roles in IT. Ask Anything will be back next week with another great episode, continuing to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. If you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to explore, please reach out to us through our social media channels. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, so long, everybody.
1: Go. Oh.